Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 14th of June, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, the Avedon Ransomware Group, one of the most prolific ransomware groups through the year of 2021, has announced they are shutting down all operations and giving thousands of victims a decryption tool for free. According to a report published in Bleeping Computer, a journalist at the publication was sent an anonymous email with a password and link to a zip file named Decryption Keys Ransomware Avedon. The file held decryption keys for 2,934 victims of the Avedon ransomware. This figure is another example of just how many organisations never disclose attacks, as some reports have previously attributed just 88 attacks to Avedon. Bleeping Computer worked with Emisoft Chief Technology Officer Fabian Vosar and Covware's Michael Giuseppe to check the files and verify the decryption keys. Emisoft has since created a free tool which Avedon victims can use to decrypt files. Ransomware gangs, such as those behind Crisis, AES, Shade, FileLocker, Ziggy and other ransomware strains have, at times, released decryption keys and shut down for a variety of reasons. A free Avedon decryption tool was released by a student in Spain in February, but the gang quickly updated their code to make it foolproof again. But this isn't new, and isn't without precedence. Several ransomware threat actors have released the key database, or master keys, when they decide to shut down their operations. According to the initial release, ultimately, this database suggests that they had at least 2,934 victims. Given the average Avedon ransom at about $600,000 and average payment rates for ransomware, you can probably come up with a decent estimate of how much Avedon generated. And it doesn't take much to speculate that the people behind Avedon have probably made enough money doing ransomware that they have no reason to continue. According to the article, ransom negotiators have been noticing an urgency when dealing with Avedon operators in recent weeks. Negotiators with the gang are caving instantly and even to the most meagre counter-offers during the past couple of days. This would suggest that this has been a planned shutdown and winding down of operations didn't surprise any of the people involved. Data has shown that Avedon accounted for nearly 24% of all ransomware incidents since the attack on the Colonial Pipeline back in May, with another report stating that Avedon was first seen in February 2019 and operated as a ransomware-as-a-service model, with the developers giving affiliates a negotiable 65% of all ransoms. The threat actors were also said to offer their victims 24-7 support and resources on purchasing Bitcoin, testing files for decryption, and other challenges that may hinder victims from paying the ransom. One of the interesting things about this ransomware group is the design of its dark web blog site. They not only claim to provide full dumps of their victims' documents, but they also feature a countdown clock, showing how much time each victim has left to pay. And to further twist their victims' proverbial arms, they threaten to DDoS their websites if they don't agree to pay immediately. The group has amassed a lengthy list of prominent victims which include Henry Oil & Gas, European insurance giant AXA, and computer hardware company EVGA. Though the group is now defunct and therefore further information will likely be scarce, we can infer the origins of the group from the fact that they banned affiliates from attacking Russia or any other CIS countries. Details have emerged about a group of hackers who stole a wealth of data from game publishing giant Electronic Arts, claiming that they broke into the company in part by tricking an employee over Slack to provide a login token. The group in question stole the source code for the latest FIFA, as well as the source code for the Frostbite engine, which powers games such as Battlefield and other internal game development tools. All in all, the group claims to have stolen 780 gigabytes of data and are advertising it for sale on various underground forums. 
EA has previously confirmed the data impacted in the breach to journalists. A representative for the hackers told Motherboard in an online chat that the process started by purchasing stolen cookies being sold online for $10 and using those to gain access to a Slack channel used by EA employees. Cookies can save the login details of particular users and potentially let hackers log into services as that person. In this case, the hackers were able to get into EA Slack using this stolen cookie. Although not necessarily related, in February 2020, the same publication reported that a group of researchers discovered an ex-engineer had left a list of the names of EA Slack channels in a public-facing code repository. The hacker's statement continued, Once inside the chat, we messaged an IT support member to explain we lost our phone at a party the previous night. The hackers then requested a multi-factor authentication token from EA IT support to gain access to the corporate network. The representative said this was successful two times. Once inside EA's network, the hackers found a service for EA developers for compiling games. They then successfully logged in and created a virtual machine, giving them more visibility into the network. Afterwards, they accessed one more service and downloaded game source code. The hacker representative in touch with the outlet provided screenshots to help corroborate the various steps of the hack, including the Slack chats themselves. EA has since confirmed the details of the description of the breach given by the hackers. A huge cyber attack on CETA, a global IT provider for 90% of the world's airline industry, is slowly unfurling to reveal the possibly largest supply chain attack on the airline industry in history. Estimated to have already impacted 4.5 million passengers, has potentially been traced back to the Chinese state-sponsored threat actor APT-41. Analysts are beginning to warn airlines to hunt down any traces of the campaign concealed within their networks. CETA announced this attack back in March, soon after Singapore and Malaysia Airlines were the first airlines to disclose their customers' personal data had been exposed. Most recently, CETA's customer Air India reported an attack on its systems. This campaign has been given the codename ColumnTK, which researchers came up with by combining the first two domains used for DNS tunneling in this attack. Air India made the first public statement about the breach on May the 21st. However, it was not until later that the Group IB traced its origins to CETA, which is responsible for processing personal customer data for the airline. Adding in the customers, the CETA attack has now impacted 4.5 million people, according to the report, with data showing that the Air India attack persisted for at least two months and 26 days. However, researchers have pointed out that it only took the threat actors 24 hours and 5 minutes to spread cobalt strike beacons to other devices on the airline's network. Shortly after Air India's disclosure, a database of customers allegedly exfiltrated from Air India were put up for sale on a leak site for $3,000. At first, this database was thought to be fake because it hadn't popped up on the dark web, but after a closer look, threat intelligence teams soon realised that they were dealing with a sophisticated nation-state threat actor rather than another financially motivated cyber criminal group. The command and control server has since been found, and first started communicating with a CETA data processing server, then began moving laterally around the network, though at this point the initial compromise method is unclear. To quote the release, the attackers exfiltrated NTLM hashes and plaintext passwords from local workstations using Hashdump and Mimikatz. The attackers tried to escalate local privileges with the help of the bad potato strain of malware, and the team estimated at least 20 devices on Air India's network were compromised during the lateral movement phase, saying that the attackers used DNX-TXT requests to connect the bots to the C2 server. Researchers have since been able to link APT41-controlled IP addresses to those used in the Air India attack. 
and have stated the incident shows similarities with the CETA attack to others carried out by APT-41. Thus, it is believed with moderate confidence that the Column TK campaign was perpetrated by APT-41, also known as Wicked Panda, Wicked Spider, Winiti, and Barium, a group which has been active since 2007 and is known to specialise in supply chain attacks. APT-41 is known for nation-state-backed cyber espionage activity as well as financial cybercrime. The American DOJ alleged last year that the group facilitated the theft of source code, software code signing certificates, customer account data, and valuable business information, as well as the facilitation of other criminal schemes, including ransomware and cryptojacking. Last year, the DOJ charged five suspected perpetrators, all of whom are residents and nationals of the People's Republic of China. Thank you very much for listening to the Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please don't hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.